We have been following this story that dropped earlier on this month from the Wall Street Journal that shook not only the wrestling world, but the sports and entertainment world. Vince McMahon, hush money, sexual misconduct, everything in the front office, people losing jobs. And now we have heard through a tweet and by Stephanie McMahon, the new woman in charge, that Vince McMahon at 77 years old has retired from the world wrestling entertainment. Welcome in to the Sports Cubicle. I'm Mike Mercado, Devin Tingle, Paul Shabari, and the Marvelous One. Dan Marvel will be joining us throughout the entire show. But to break down this huge story, to have a conversation that spans so many different genres, including what we love here on the Sports Cubicle Sports, I had to bring in my brother. The one and only, one of the great talents in our industry. You could check him out at 102.3 XLC. The one, the only, Everett O'Neill. Everett, welcome to the Sports Cubicle, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, that was a very generous compliment that you gave as you uh, talked to me up to introduce me. But I appreciate it. No, you are good, the brother. It's good to see you. It's great to see you, the one in this industry, our friend Everett. And this is a big story. I, when I was doing some pre-show fistfight meetings and mending of the minds between us and the entire show, I had to bring you on. Because this story, when we start talking about, even recently, like Tyson Fury, Cain yeah. Velasquez, Ronda Rousey currently, Brock Lesnar currently, you see how The Rock has influenced the XFL. The XFL itself, it's two different versions and Arnold Schwarzenegger, his impact in not only professional wrestling, but weightlifting that has impacted all the different sports. When every champion from the Premier League, the biggest league in the world, to the Super Bowl, our biggest sport, get a championship belt that they hold high in parades of when millions of people are watching and hundreds of thousands are in attendance. This story of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, not only the... The, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, finally, all the stories from the steroid era to where we're at now, that it finally has come to fruition, for better or worse, for all the great memories and all the horrible memories, we're at this moment now, this, this impact. When you heard the first report from the Wall Street Journal, and then now to this point, what has been your emotion and, and your thought process as a wrestling fan, as an entertainment fan, as a sports fan? seeing this story break down from hush money to retirement. So when the first article came out by um, Wall Street Journal, right? Um, you know, I saw it and I remember reading it. And I mean, one, I wasn't too surprised because I mean, as wrestling fans who are all up in the dirt sheets and, you know, seeing a lot of shoot interviews on YouTube from people who have been through the company, uh, it's not a shock. And it always seems like, he would just get away with it. Mm -hmm. But in the year of our Lord, 2022, and all of these, you know, new articles that come out about, you know, other big name people who have been outed and exposed for very heinous behaviors. This was the first time I said to myself, then man might be toast. Mm. Mm. But then like, it might've been like the next day we see like the announcements all across social media that Vince McMahon is going to open SmackDown. And I just remember thinking like how out of touch or how arrogant is this man right now to like come out in the midst of, you know, our, 
possibly one of the biggest scandals or biggest fights he'll ever have to have. Mind you, like he beat the steroid scandal. You know, there's he's he's had a lot of battles and challenges and he got through it. But this one and this current day and age just seemed like something that he it was going to be too big for him. And so to see him like come out and do his then now and forever and then seeing all these sheeple, that's what I'm going to call them, sheeple, just cheering and bowing to him. It felt like I was living out an episode of The Boys and like I'm watching Homelander just come out after it's just been said that he's done some wickedness <laughs> and he's still being applauded. So I'm like, he might beat this. Like billionaire white guy, beloved by many people for, you know, a, a product that has raised many of generations. Like he might be bigger than this. You know, he, he might be Trump level invincible in Teflon. And so I just thought like, I didn't think nothing of it, but then more stories started to come out. And the more I started to look at it, I started to think, well, maybe this might be like that stage of grief that he's going through where he's in denial and he's going through all these different phases and like maybe him putting himself out there to people just to see if the love is there may also be him coming to grips that he may have to go away. And, but I still didn't think he would like fully go away maybe still just loom in the background while all this dies down. But then when that announcement came yesterday, via Twitter, of all things, right? when I saw that, I was like, holy crap. Because if anyone would have asked me or told me that the Vin man would retire um, as, you know, a, a, an active presence behind the scenes or in creative for WWE, I would have said there's no chance in hell that would happen. And the fact that it took a scandal and allegations this large only tells me that there's a lot more in the chamber that's about to come out, that there's going to be something nuclear. And he even wants to get as much attention away from his baby as possible because he knows that maybe this could affect it on a grand scale. And it's funny you bring that up on Friday before this announcement and after the stock market had closed there was reports going around that the Wall Street Journal was going to re release another story. And we know that this is what happens. We're seeing it with, with Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders. We saw it when uh, it was happening with the Clippers, with Donald Sterling. Like this, These things happen when you're starting to oust people. And especially when we're now starting to see they were looking probably to sell. And we're looking for... 8 billion, 10 billion, like you're heading, you're dealing with some nefarious forces at this point. Right. So you have this situation now with, with Vince, just kind of trying, like you said, to get ahead of it. But I think it's beyond that. I think what happened here was the culmination of just too many stories and the, the time and era and the, the, the corner that they put themselves in. When you became a publicly traded company, when you now had to adhere to stockholders, you couldn't run it like a circus like you did before. You couldn't be the quote-unquote carnies that people know wrestling for. And when you hear some of these stories between a Vince McMahon and you hear what John Laurinaitis was doing, it just puts a black mark on the sport. Now, you brought up a really interesting point, and I think this comes from all, from whether it's music, when we talk about Michael Jackson, when it comes to movies, when it comes to watching a, a, Kevin, a, a Spade movie, 
right? When you're watching a, a Kevin Spacey movie, when you're watching any uh, uh, Roman Polanski movie, when you're watching anything like that, when you're then watching sports entertainment, Vince McMahon created a lot of memories, a lot of moments. You said generations grew up with him. How much impact did John Cena make from the Make-A-Wish Foundation that is maybe not a causation or a correlation, however you want to say it, but that comes from w- the, the impact that this entity had and the man behind it. It also shows the, the times are changing of who can get away with stuff, that people can't get away with stuff. So how do you think this impacts the sports world? You see this, right? One of the, the Teflon people in – in all of the world, one of the most influential people in the world has been, for all intents and purposes, ousted, is gone. Can somebody like Dan Snyder be taken away from the Washington Commanders? Can this happen? Like, we're now starting to see fixtures of, of sports and entertainment that we never thought would lose power being gone. Is this the another one of these foundations being taken down that is going to impact so many different entities? I hope so. I really do. Because I don't think status and uh, financial resources should absolve people from being decent and morally upright human beings. And for so long, um, people of that status have gotten away with it because of the access to riches that they have and, and the power that they possess. And in this current culture that we live in, whether, you know, it's just people becoming conscious or I'm going to say woke. Mm-hmm. All right. And I don't and I don't mean it in the derogatory way that certain people like to say, but people are waking up to the realness that, uh, you know, the things that have been going on is not sustainable and it doesn't matter who you are or what position that you hold. You are not above the rules. And, you know, Vince McMahon, um, what's what's my boy's name? Donald Sterling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they, these are just many of the many of the examples. I mean, if you look on the political landscape, I mean, obviously, you know, that the January 6th trial is going on and there are, you know, certain people who are being held responsible for their parts in it. Like you are not exempt. And this is long overdue. And so, like, I I'll never you know, put entertainment above, you know, what's morally right. And, you know, what the Vin Man has done, you know, for me as a kid who has always loved professional wrestling and given me many characters that I've grown to love is not more important than the lives he has changed, whether it was consensual or not, because we know not all of it was consensual. We, we have heard stories, we've seen stories, and we probably know more stories want to come out. Like, I, I can't place my love of an art form above the lives of other people that's inhumane and that goes against you know what i stand for and i think it's going to be something a lot of people go through i if you're looking here locally when i root on the chicago cubs and many other cup fans good awesome people of all ethnic creeds and backgrounds but when you look at how the ricketts family breaks down some republicans some democrats look at how the papa ricketts reacts look at sinclair media and if you're watching Marquis, like these are all things that are real. If you're watching, if you, the McCaskies, again, a family that's homegrown, but they have ties to all different political spectrums. I mean, the the Khan family. The Khans themselves, we love AEW. Again, a, a company that has a rabid 
fan base. A and and it seems to treat its wrestlers pretty well, its performers pretty well. But again, when you're dealing with the Khan family in the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that might end up in Chicago in the next 10 years, for all we know, when the expansion happens. Like that's something to think about if it comes to this city. And do you get things from Amazon? Do you get things from Microsoft? Do you get things from any, any company? You know, how many of your things are made in China? How many of your Jordans are being made by, by you know, little kids? Your, your cell phones by migrant workers. Like, this thing goes so many different levels, and that's what's complicated. And I don't bring it up to judge anybody. We bring it up because it's a conversation, a discussion piece that I think about wrestling. I think about WrestleMania 17, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and The Rock. I think about some of the great moments at WrestleMania 30. I think about WrestleMania 13 in Chicago. I think about going to events with my brothers. Like, there are great moments, but we also love the circus, right? But we don't want to see elephants and tigers and bears being, you know, hurt and being abused. We don't need to see certain things, and I think it's just the evolution of it. I'm grateful that we do have this form of entertainment that certain people are able to make a living off of it and that family and, and, and friends and groups and everybody of all walks of life can be represented and be shown an awesome form of entertainment. But I also don't need creepy old dudes exploiting people. I'm sick of that. We saw what happened in the Blackhawks with the Cow Beach situation. We saw what happened at Michigan State. We saw what happened at Penn State. I'm sick of, of, of cheerleaders being passed around like they're sex objects. And as you mentioned, the January 6th hearings that we're covering here on WCPT Monday through Friday and, of course, throughout the weekend with our awesome lineup, it's just it's hard for sports fans. And I want to know before we kind of wrap it up here on the Sports Cubicle, we'll continue this conversation over on the Two Nerds of a Feather podcast. We really hope you guys join us there. But, of course, thank you. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Schwartz, and myself, Mike Mercado, will cover the rest of the craziness since the All-Star break. But it will be complicated for, for wrestling fans, for WWE fans as they look back. And it's going to be complicated for us as a society to look back at the NFL 50 years from now, seeing these dudes smash your brains in for our entertainment, seeing what these athletes, these, these female women athletes that are playing the WNBA and playing these other sports that had to work three different jobs. What Brittany Griner was going through, whether it was in her, her own fault or not, being an icon, being part of the LGBTQ and a African-American woman from the United States, so, not- so notable, what she had to go through. All these things are complicated for sports fans, for wrestling fans. And I think that's why it's important not to necessarily judge, but to talk about it. Because we're all going through this crazy moment we never thought would happen. That at 77 years old, Vince McMahon has retired of all his duties in the WWE. I don't know how to follow that up, brother. And I appreciate you so much, Everett, being able to have this conversation. We're going to talk a little bit more in depth of the wrestling stuff over on our podcast. Of course, my brother, Everett O'Neill from 102.3 XLC. Check him out. He does amazing stuff there. The entire group over there are some amazing people. They're always having fun on remotes, on the air, and behind the scenes, a bunch of troublemakers. But we'll continue this conversation over at our personal podcast at the Two Nerds of a Feather podcast. But until then, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. We have a jam-packed show. Vince McMahon has retired from the WWE at 77 years old. You're listening to the Sports Cubicle on WCPT, 820 AM.